Hello and thank you for tuning in to All Things Guitars and Music, podcast by Vapor Guitars. On episode 20, I have Jabu from Sunflower Dead. And uh, before we get started uh, with the show, I'm going to go ahead and play one of my favorite songs from Sunflower Dead. It's called It's Time to Get Weird, um, off their album titled the same thing, It's Time to Get Weird, and that features Jonathan Davis from Korn. So we're going to play that tune, and then we'll get into the uh, interview with Jabu from Sunflower Dead. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Vapes uh, with All Things Guitars and Music podcast, podcast by Vapor Guitars. And on episode 20, I have the guitarist, the guitarist extraordinaire of Sunflower Dead, uh, 
and we're going to talk about the new album, which uh, I heard a few songs, and that fucking shit is fucking heavy. Brutally heavy. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I got Jabu, guitars for Sunflower Dead. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, Vape. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. Just having a Saturday afternoon hanging out with you. Yeah. Chilling. Checking out some tunes, looking at some gear, looking at some guitars. We like that shit. Exactly. <laughs> and we just got done listening to uh, three tracks, right? Yeah. Three tracks for the new upcoming Sunflower Dead album, which is, what's it called? It's uh, March of the Leper. Okay. So, uh, first single, The Underneath, drops on August 6th. And we'll be out in the torn soon. After... Uh, the yeah. release, or are you going to go out before? Um, we're doing a one-off um, in a Colorado, New Mexico area uh, yeah. at the end of July. And then the tour starts off uh, mid-August. Mid um, we're doing a bunch of shows with, like, the Lonely Ones are uh, uh, guys from uh, Boba Flex. Okay. Remember them? Uh, we're doing some Sons of uh, Texas shows. We're doing some shows at Co-op. Um, so and then we're doing, like, Metal in the Mountains. So there's there's a bunch of touring. We're playing with a bunch of great bands on this uh, on this nice. sort of September morning. Um, so and I know more stuff's being added too. So looking yeah. forward to it. Since the COVID thing. Oh my God. Everything's yeah. coming back. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Which is good. Sitting home is is brutal. Yeah. I kind of got used to it uh, a little bit. I, you know, made yeah. me think, rethink, and reevaluate on some things. But, um, yeah, so what, what I want to do, a lot of people know you. Uh, mm -hmm. You and Mike have been together for a long time. Yeah. And um, so what I want to do is, like, let's get to the background of you. Like, so you guys, let's go back to the beginning. The beginning. You and Mike have been together for... Too long. For since two, we were kids. Yeah. I've known Mike since literally, I'll, I'll show you a picture after this, but I've known him since we were about seven years old. Jeez. You know? like, maybe even younger, maybe six or seven. I got a picture of both of us. Like we used to swim together when we were kids, like race and shit. Okay. And, um, Mike was an awesome swimmer. Like he was like a Division One swimmer. But um, yeah, so I mean, I've known him that long. And in Philadelphia. Yeah, back in Philly, in the Delaware County area too. I'm from West Philly. He was from like Delco somewhere, Upper Darby and Newtown. Um, so one day on a back then, Philly, you know, you didn't go over, crash over people's houses. Not not an Italian household. They're no. like. No, they're like, no, you can't have no one over. No, no. Yeah. But um, so the first time I slept over was at Mike's house. And I probably was about 15 or 16. He's like, dude, bring your guitar. Come over. My buddy's a guitar player. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll write some music and shit. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So you're already playing guitar? Yeah, I was already playing guitar for a couple of years. And um, so he still is the first tape that we ever did. It was like on a Tascam four track and. Dude laid down some rhythm, and he was totally into death, like okay. the band death, too, yeah. you know? So, uh, and we got out, like, a Casio keyboard. We had some, like, Dio-sounding opening, and then this awesome PV Bandit amplifier guitar tone. With, and then, uh, <laughs> nice. you know, just awesome. But, uh, and then, you know, I threw down some solos and shit, and like, all right, maybe we should start a band. And uh, after that, my life has never been the same. <laughs> For so, good or for bad. So at that time, was Mike singing or was he yeah, wanting he, to be in a he band? He wanted to be a singer. And, you know, we started out doing, we were a death metal band, you know. And I think we really didn't get out and play, but we we're, you know, it's like your first band when you're kids. Yeah. You know? Shit, I, our moms are probably driving us over and dropping us off and stuff. Exactly. But, um, but it was cool. And then, you know, we just started, you know, maturing and shit and done a couple bands in school. And, you know, I bounced around a little bit from here to there, but then, um, you guys went to the same high school. No, no. He, he went to, uh, St. Joe's prep. And I was like, that's, that was like a private school. I went to, I was in West Philly. Okay. So I went to public school out there. So it was the swimming that connected. Yeah. You guys. So yeah, we're like okay. summer buddies. You know? Hey dude, what's up? So, okay. So that's really what connected us early on. And then, uh, yeah. And then music then. We started going, we actually went to school together later on, and we're like, this one night, we had a band, and we're going out thinking, oh, let's fly or let's promote, you know? Which, yeah. you know, from out here, it's, it was a normal thing, you know? Like, yeah. we would always, you'd be out there fucking yeah. all the time. Philly was rare, you know? So we went to this one joint, it's called Boomerangs. It was okay. like middle of winter, 
And we're like, all right, let's go promote. All right. So I got my old town car and I'm driving. It's fucking pouring fucking rain. <laughs> and we're in like the middle of Ben Salem, PA. It's like, I've never been to this part. It's like almost like country-ish. But um, so I'm going down this hill and all of a sudden this 18-wheeler's coming at us and water hits the yeah. him, flies up on the, the car. I can't see anything. The wipers are gone. I look at Mike and all of a sudden I notice there's water up at the door, like up at the glass. I'm like, what the fuck? We're in an overflown creek. So I floor the car. Somehow it gets through, you know? Okay, so I mean, The yeah. water was all the way up. And this is a town car. I mean, it's not meant for off-roading. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I got through, and man, it's smoking. It's doing all this shit. I'm like, fuck, I'm almost out of gas. I'm like, there's no, you know, there was mm. no map quest or anything like that or yeah. cell phones that, to look up where to go. All right, let's drive a couple blocks this way and a couple blocks that way. Maybe we'll find some gas. All right, no. So we saw the club. All right, fuck it. So we pull into the club, and it was like, what was the the rest uh, the bar and from dusk till dawn? You remember that? One? I don't remember it. It was like that, man. We're rolling in. There's all these trucker trucks and shit. And I'm like, fuck, where the hell is this damn club? I'm like, mm, vampires going to get us or some shit? Yeah. So, yeah, we get out. <laughs> <laughs> we stop the car. We're like, all right, fuck this. We'll go in. We go watch this band, and I'm like, I forget what you know, what year about this was, but I mean, it was like more shit was going on than like this band came out with Iron Maiden playing Iron Maiden covers, yeah. leather fringe jackets, like a giant friggin' wood lit up predator thing. I think it was predator was the name of the band. Okay. And, uh, I just looked at Mike, I go <laughs> LA or New York, where do you want to go? He's like, Oh, we're going to LA. It's fucking cold in New York. Are they? All right. Leave in a couple months. Let's get some money. That, that was it. That was it. That was the decider. And uh, then we went out and tried to start the car, and fucking distributor was fucking yeah. soaked, and yeah. that sucker wasn't starting. And so it took us forever to get home. We're like, fuck this shit, soaked. So, so Cali bound. Okay, so you guys figured on that. What did you guys do? Did you uh, get jobs, or you had jobs, and you just worked to save money to get yeah. out here? Um, he was finishing school. I just finished school. And then, uh, yeah, basically just came out here with a knot, you know, knot of cash, nowhere to stay. We were at Newport Dunes. We were camping out during the El Nino. So you guys El just Nino. came out like, like, like the storybook story. Yeah, pretty much. Man. Coming we out drove, with no money, like Poison did that. Fucking, yeah. you know, your friends, out. our friends 20 dead, right? Yeah. You know, and we got there, we got here right before they did, I think like, but it was the same year. And uh, yeah, we had two cars loaded up. We had walkie talkies, like kid walkie talkies I had that were actually pretty good. You know, I had a cell phone, <laughs> I had a cell phone, a shotgun, and these damn walkie talkies. I'm like, my gas gauge didn't work in the car, so I would go just about 300 miles every time. I'm like, hey dude, we got pulled over for gas, man. Okay. So it took us like three, four days to get here. And we got here on New Year's Eve of all nights to get here. It was just ridiculous. But, so uh, you guys went to Newport Dunes right away? Um, or? We, we had a room a couple nights and um, actually just the first night. And then we we're trying to save money. You know, we we're trying to find a place. Yeah. And uh, so we camped out. Yeah, we camped. I was like, fuck, there's got to be campsites out here. Of course, we picked Newport Dunes, which is like yeah. RV central. You know, you might yeah. as well stay at a hotel. But yeah. we're camping. It's raining. Finally, Mike's like, fuck this. Let's get a hotel. And we're like, got exposure. You know, you're tingling and shit. Yeah. Your skin, like you've been skiing with no shirt on or something. Yeah. And uh, finally, we found, we found a place. Um, couldn't get a bank account because I didn't have an address. Couldn't get an address because I didn't have a bank account out here. I was like, but I got cash. And finally, some chick in uh, Costa Mesa, this uh, chiropractor, was like, huh, you guys don't have anything? I was like, you don't have jobs? I was like, here's my resume. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if I give you two months rent? She's like, well, I still need security. I was like, I'll give you the, all of it. Just let yeah. us stay here tonight and stay here for a couple months or something. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. I like the way you think. So, there you go. Yeah, and then within like the first couple days, we were out looking for musicians, you know, and trying to do the dream. So you were, that was in Costa Mesa? Yeah, yeah, we're right there, right off of uh, Victoria. So you've always been in the Costa Mesa? 
No, oh, I lived in uh, Long Beach with Rob, your old bass player, for a couple okay. years. And then I bounced around. I forget, I forget certain parts of my life back then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's all hazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we lived in Long Beach for like probably about eight years or something, you know, uh, right by the traffic circle. Then we, yeah. then we moved down here again. His work was always down here for some reason. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and then just, you know, various bands, various inclinations of different shit because we met you kind of early yeah when you guys got here right you guys were headlining the fucking glass house and shit yeah yeah we met you way back like early on passing out flyers oh yeah definitely we're passing out flyers that's how i remember uh about about you and mike it's like like these guys are out every single show every single night like you know we gotta start passing out flyers too like that you know and then it became a thing the music scene at that time all these bands we're outside of everyone's shows, passing yep. out flyers. And that's how you got to know people, because we didn't yeah. know anybody. Like, we just showed up. Like, somebody told us, yeah, man, all of a sudden you guys were just there, and you're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I remember one night we did the Roxy, the Whiskey, and the Troubadour flyer, and then we drove out to the Glass House, and I think we came back and hit the shack. So, I mean, we did, like, we just did a whole... Yeah. There was like bomb bomb ass shows going on like that like everybody was playing that weekend or something, you know? So fuck, we gotta hit them all. We gotta hit them all. But it worked. But it worked. Yeah, it did. It did work. It and worked. Then, but these know. days though they, bands these days they don't do that. No. They don't well yeah, why would you, right? I mean yeah. you have social media. Social media now is taking over and unfortunately even that's like Half your posts get blocked, you know. It's mm-hmm. not like everybody sees your shit, so that no. kind of sucks. But, fuck, even remember MySpace, man. People were getting signed just from their MySpace bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, live it, we're, we're done mm-hmm. uh, before MySpace came. Mm-hmm. But, like, if if there was MySpace back at that time, dude, we, we would probably, our whole scene would have been the first, you know, yeah. bands getting signed from MySpace yeah. at that time. Well, we had real street teams back then, you know, yeah, like real, remember? Pe- real kids. Yeah, like people would like go to your real web page and sign yep. up. I had a P.O. box and people would be sending us money from all over the country. Here, send us a CD, send us a CD. Yeah. We had a stack of kids working, you send them stickers and shit. And that was fun, you know, it seemed more real, I guess. But yeah, street teams. Yeah, you know. Now it's like it's called shout out. <laughs> yeah, something, you know. <laughs> But it's cool because you do, at least you can stay in contact with fans and shit. Yeah. And, you know, you meet people. And it, I do like that because you, you do create friendships. Even like, you know, back in the day, yeah. we all had friends, you know, we met from the scene, you know, yeah. and they were fans. And uh, But this way you get to maintain that friendship with everybody across the country and really across the world. You know, it's kind of yeah. funny now. It's like. It's, it's kind of, it's cool. Yeah. But like you said, like you could do a post. Yeah. And half of the people don't see it. You know, it's mm-hmm. just weird. Sometimes I'll do like a regular family post just to see. Right. Because I'll get a hundred likes, you <laughs> yeah. know, with the fam. You know, we got a picture of our, the hot dogs we're eating for dinner. hundred likes. Yep. Post you got a show or something that you're Five. into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 20. But people see it. Yeah. They just, it's just like a, just scrolling, you know, people just scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you got, you got to be on top of all that shit nowadays. You got to be a freaking computer programmer. Yeah, I'm a social media expert, but, it's but yeah, that was a uh, yeah. So what years were that? That was like ninety eight, late nineties. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Because L A had a hell of a scene back then, you know. So it was kick-ass. that was the last great scene of L A. Yeah. In my opinion, just because I haven't been in it since then, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what the scene is. Well, the Troubadour I think had a lot to do with that. And Paul was it Paul McGuigan or whatever. Yeah. Man, they just made that. That was like every Monday shining night. Shining diamond. Yeah. Let's go play the Troubadour, you know? On like, a Monday night. Yeah. That was Monday. a thing. Yeah. You know, you got to play on a Monday. Because people that went there on a Monday, they just showed up. Yeah. It didn't matter who was playing. Yeah. There was like a, a scene back then. It was. It was cool, man. You know? I can imagine what the 80s was like. That must have been insane. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely. Definitely had our own thing. Ba- great bands came out of there. You know, shit, you'd see friggin' Papa Roach popping up once a month yeah. there. And yep. PapaRoach.com, PapaRoach.com, get my CD. And just hop right off stage. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Papa Roach, fucking System, Static. Yeah. Uh, 
Disturbed. We played with Disturbed on their first show out here. And yeah, that, that was some good times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you said, I remember some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember some, some of the shit back then. But I just remember meeting you guys yeah. and then seeing you guys there um, a lot at, at all the shows. Yeah. Well, something to do. You know? You know? Yeah, you hang out with people passing out flyers. And, um, you know, some people would throw the flyers on the ground. But, you know, a lot of them would pick it up and send you an email or something. Yep. Hey, can I get a free uh, cassette sampler? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. You know, that's yeah. how I uh, got uh, Limp Bizkit's demo. Yeah. It was some kind of flyer. I don't know if they're in town, but just email this for a sampler, and I just did. I oh, know shit. Yeah. I got Lincoln Parks. Yeah. I think, uh, actually, what's the DJ's name? Um, that's in the band? Yeah, yeah. He was mm. out handing out tapes before, you know, before they came out. Um and I remember it was me, Jamie, and Mike. We were riding my old town car. We used to, you know, we yeah. bumping Sinatra and shit. Let's throw this tape in now. Let's check it out. See if it's Road Rash Records or not. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> and we're like, huh? Well, well, this shit's gonna be fucking huge. <laughs> we're all yeah. just like, fuck. But um, it sounded great. And I were like, fuck, man. These guys, and they were, you know, from that point. That's on, how I tape. discovered a lot of bands like uh, Bionic Records. Mm -hmm. I lived down the street from Bonnet Records in Huntington Beach, and right when you walk into the door, there would be like a whole bunch of boxes of cassette samplers on the floor. Yeah. You know, they would just get from the record companies, open it up. I grabbed every single one of them, dude. And a lot of them ended up in the trash. Yeah. But there was, there was some that I was like, wow, okay, I'll buy this album when it comes out. Slipknot, same thing. I think I yep. got a sampler of them, you know, one of the street teams is out there. Beep, beep. I think it was Mark, actually, probably was... Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, the livid manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those were good times. So you and, and Mike's been together ever since then. Well, yeah. that, that band was Two Hit Creeper? Yeah, it was Two Hit, Two Hit Creeper. and That lasted for a while, right? Yeah, it lasted for a while. We had a bunch of different record deals that fell through. And that was a problem. Was that, like, we were pretty heavy. You know, we weren't really radio fucking mm -hmm. uh, worthy, I, I would say. But, yeah, I just... There was such a push for radio heavy bands at that time because Papa Roach, DreamWorks was happening and all that. Yep. You know, so I was oh, heavy shit can be on the radio. Corn was fucking Corn, immense. Yeah. You know. And then, uh, yeah, and just shit got weird, you know, like everything else, you yeah. know. The scene kind of went away too. But um, did some other kind of music for a while. But then really wanted to get back to doing heavier stuff. And um, so started writing and... Uh, then we got together with Jamie from Droid and stuff. Now, and when did when did that pro, when did that part or that was before Soundflower did? Was Soundflower yeah, it was did before it was Sun, it was it was basically we were writing. We had a couple songs. Just getting together. Yeah, like um, I played some of these in another band, uh, and then I was like, "Fuck, all right, let's." I'm gonna morph this back to more heavy shit, and and. <clears throat> Jamie was available and a couple of What other year bikes. was this? Like the time frame, 2010? Yeah, it was right before. Nah, probably I guess 2008 maybe. Because I, I think that's when the first record came out. Um, right around then. So okay. We're, yeah, we're four. The new one's going to be our fourth. So, yeah, I mean, so, and we all kind of, we saw the vision that we we're going, you know, that, that we started to do, me and Mike. And then we just kind of filled in the pieces all around. Yeah. And, and luckily it was at that time where like, yeah, a lot of bands were breaking up, and we just kind of said, "All right, let's take all the you know all of our buddies that are fucking kick-ass players and cool dudes, and we'll just yeah. go out there and do it." And, and Jamie, that he's referring to people, is uh, the guitar player for Droid. Yeah. Um, so Droid wasn't together or wasn't a band at the time. Yeah, no. It, okay. They just, I guess, they recently broke up at the time. And then you ask him, "Hey, yeah. come on down." <laughs> I say, "Hey, man, what do you think of this?" It's like, "Cool. All right, cool." You know, it's. And it is like it's fun to play with people you know and you like and shit yeah. and you hang out with. So that was fun. It was good. And you know, as Sunflower Dead has progressed over the years, you know, people had life decisions, kids, you know, yeah. things that always pop up. And uh, but everybody was you know contributors to the band through the years. Um, and it kind of led us up to this point. You know, March of the Leper. You know, and, so that's uh, album number four. Yeah, this is album number four. And Basically, it was the best reaction to COVID that we could have done, you know? Like, we just were hanging out where me and Mike basically wrote everything and, you know, we, we recorded everything, produced it ourselves, and then 
Uh, we hooked up with Chris Collier, who mixed, did some production, threw some secret sauce on there and all that shit. Yeah, he's worked with some big dudes, right? Just yeah, like, oh yeah, he's done tons of stuff. I mean, but most notably, I guess now, uh, he's he's done the new corn that nobody's heard of. I don't even know if they've told people it's out yet, but or it's coming out. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so he's done that. Uh, so look him up. He is killer. But I remember him from the scenes because he was a rad fucking drummer. And yeah. he's a great guitar player too. But yeah, he was a total shredding metal drummer. And I was like, Chris, all right. <laughs> so we gave him one song, like, and uh, Joe from Bias, breaking in a sequence. Uh, he was like, dude, you guys got to let Chris mix this shit, man. Just, I'll pay for it, man. Just do one song. And he just knocked our socks off with the, the first track. Because what we wanted this album to be was, you know, I kind of just went for everything, you know, guitar-wise. And yeah. um, one of the things you heard, I'm a tapping mic, doing some crazy Yeah, you're doing shit. some cool shit on there. And um, So did Joe pay for that, the first? No, he didn't pay for it. <laughs> he, he definitely volunteered, but so oh, I was kidding about that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was definitely, it was a blessing. It was like, all right, thanks, bro. That, that actually worked out because it knocked our socks off. It was definitely what we wanted. Um, and that was the first track. What was that? Uh, that was that the you played? second track. You oh, the heard. second track. Yeah, it was a uh, distance for levity. Okay. And um, it sounded killer, dude. Yeah. So it, it's really it's, it's good. It's modern. It's it's got pretty much everything that people like about Sunflower Dead. I think really just juiced on steroids, maybe. Yeah, that's a yeah on steroids. Yeah. Because it's fucking it's uh, it's heavy, brutally heavy, but clean. Yeah. Like it's a. Uh, the drums sound massive. Yeah. The guitars, dude, are fucking... That's what I want to get into because those guitar tones are crazy. So what did you use in the studio to get those tones? In the studio, I did like Mesa tones. I did some uh, Bogner stuff and then Fortins. Gotta love those Fortin amps. Um, I've seen them at NAMM. They're kind of mm -hmm. new, right? Yeah, they're definitely new. Uh, but... So Christian, Oldie Walbers, he kind of got me into them. And then um, I used uh, a couple of their uh, plugins, their plugins on a Neuro DSP or whatever. Fucking badass. So between that, I used some Kemper stuff. And uh, so the boogie and the heads, are you talking about the actual heads? Uh, I did most of the stuff. I used the head a little bit, but um, Kemper's and plugins, you know, it's, it's basically it's same almost to me is almost the same damn thing you know yeah um i'm just not in a situation i can always fire this bad boy up you can hear so where we recorded at you know we're in an industrial area man we're tracking the record and we have to stop doing vocals because you hear a fucking airplane going overhead that's like super yeah. fucking loud or some shit or 18 wheelers backing up and it beep 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 so i'm like fuck so there's definitely takes where mike had to like are you kidding? I got to retract that whole fucking line because of that shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing with guitar, you know? Yeah. But. And your, your home, your, your studio. Yeah. Your studio that we're sitting in right now. You yeah. did all that. Wow. You don't really need those big expensive studios anymore. No. To I get mean, a good can, tone. You can do it in the box nowadays. You know, I think most people do, you know? Yeah. Um, and basically technology is, does sound that good. I mean. Live, I still love bringing my, you know, I got the full yeah. stack set up right now, guys. <laughs> yep. I got my boogie over there, and I got the Starship Enterprise as far as pedal boards goes. Uh, now, are you using um, your pedal board? I'm looking at it right now. Did you use this in a studio? I use, yeah, I use some of the pedals. Um, I like to add a lot of stuff in post, uh, okay. you know, because you can always dial it in, dial it back. But yeah, like the, the uh, POG 2 over there, I like to track that stuff because you never know. Somebody might forget to hit plugins or something, do the octaves, but that's a, that's a killer pedal. Um, the hex drive, that's new, but I started using that. That's a Fortin Overdrive. Yeah, That okay. thing is awesome. Awesome fucking pedal. Um, and the plugins, like I said, I think they derived the pedal from the plugin, so they reversed it, you know? So they had the yeah, plugins first, yeah. and he just hot rods the shit out of some amps, and they sound killer. And uh, so I bought the pedal. I just actually threw that into the rig yesterday, and it just really brings out. 
I still have the MIDI, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Mesa Thunder, you know, that mm -hmm. low torque. Yeah. But it helps round, like get those mids really right up, crunchy right, yeah. in your face. So now it's like best of both worlds. Not, not too buried, but just crunchy. Yeah, yeah, just that's right nice. in your face. And in the guitars, uh, what, do you, what were you using in the studio? Uh, in the studio, let's see, I used, I used my Jackson, I used the, um, the Mark Morton model. Okay. Um, I used a couple of my Vs, uh, Jackson Vs. I used a Schecter. I used this Schecter, was this a blackjack over here? This, this is a great sounding guitar. Schecter, nice. Yeah. What kind of pickups are those? These are uh, Seymour Duncan Blackouts. So, yeah, they're a version of the uh, uh, EMG. Active, yeah. yeah. And they just got such sweet tone. Like, they got tone, which I love Seymour Duncan. He actually did some custom uh, work for me. He did me a custom, like, high output slash neck pickup one time. Okay. It was fucking badass. But, yeah, these, these are killer. Um, Unfortunately, the only guitar I didn't get to use was my old Les Paul, and I just threw in some bare knuckle pickups in there. Nice, those, those are my, nice. That's, that is the shit. That's the only guitar I didn't use, I always end up using on record, but those bare knuckles, I'm gonna probably throw some of them in one of my Vs. Okay, yeah, so that's the nice tones I'm hearing. Yeah. Your yeah. setup in the studio, yeah. nice. And, uh, and yeah, and just pushing, like, pushing everything a little bit with a hex drive, and. Um, nice. And the hands. Yeah, and <laughs> the know? hands. So God. that's cool. And then uh, I got to hear three songs, which I, I can't wait till this album comes out. But you're saying it's going to come out uh, late this year or early next it's year? It's going to be early next year. Okay. Um, so, But we're going to be dropping singles the whole way through. So like I said, the underneath is coming out on August 6th, um, you know, right before the tour. And okay. you'll, be, you'll be hearing everything about it because we'll be out yeah. there plugging in. Yeah. And, You'll be the out PR. there passing flyers and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll be coming to a city near you now that we can tour again. So that's going to be rad. Oh, yeah, dude. Can't wait for that. Are yeah. you, uh, when do you guys head out for tour? Well, we have a one-off um, in the end of July. And that is, uh, so I always tell everybody, go to the website because I don't remember shit. And yeah. don't email me and ask me because everybody does. And then when I, as soon as I say that, they're like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'll email them and ask them. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the end of July, we're doing a one-off. Uh, that's a Den uh, Colorado, New Mexico area. And then yeah. the, the tour really starts off in the uh, middle of August. Okay. So, so check the site and get all the particulars on that, sunflowerdead.com. Yeah, people, check the site. Uh, and it's easy because yeah. people check the site or they Google everything anyways if they want to see what time oh, a movie yeah. starts or... or you know, what good hiking trails, but it's like, go yeah. to the website, look at the tour, you know, the schedule. Uh, call the, bands <laughs> love it when you call them or text them the day of the show. Hey, what time you play, man? I'm like, dude, just go to the fucking vent. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm just playing. But no, they do, you know how it is, yeah. especially local shows. I mean, these are your buddies. Hey, dude, what time do you play, man? It's like, dude, are you fucking serious? Or, or like, like me, when I was playing, I, I would post it all over, right? Mm -hmm. I would get, hey, when are you guys playing again? Are you, are you kidding me? I thought you, I thought you liked one of my postings where I, it was the flyer of the show. Yeah. You know, what time, or, or the day of the show, do you get this? Is it today? <laughs> <laughs> the show today or is it next week? And it's always when you're carrying gear, you know, bringing yeah. the stuff in or doing sound check. Hey, dude, are you playing tonight? <sighs> yeah man yeah you hear all that guitar in the background yeah yeah that should be me right now but you're fucking me up yeah so okay. do you have any um so you have any shows in coming up in arizona <laughs> at the end of the year i don't know <laughs> no, so uh, what i'll do is i'll go to the the website and yeah definitely <laughs> go to the website right now they're adding more more and more shows so right now i think we're basically booked up almost till the end of september okay uh, we'll be on the road but uh and then i know they're adding more shows so i mean keep me out as long as you can i don't care you like There's, being out on the road yeah i do it's like shit maybe we were meant to be vikings we we're talking about vikings earlier yeah. i was just like all right cool where are we going next all right let's gas up and go because sitting around is kind of boring and really you being a musician 
I like being in a studio, but yeah. fuck that. I'd rather be on stage. I'd rather be playing. You know, that's, you know, that 30 minutes, hour, whatever you're up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, I'm playing in front of people and then hanging out afterwards and meeting everybody. Yeah, and but, it's also like building a business. Yeah, totally. You know, start from the ground up. And every time you go to a different city, you know, someone new discovers you. Exactly. You know, even there's like big bands that people don't know about still. Totally. You know, like Ozzy came out recently with fucking Post Malone, right? <laughs> and then you got the kid. Who's this Ozzy guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. He has great. a future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice supposed to give that old guy a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so there's still people now, but people got to hear Ozzy. Yeah. And I'm sure that helped with the, uh, the album sales. Totally. You know, you know, they don't make many wrong moves, those guys, but. No. But, uh, and I like that record too. I, that. Yeah. Ozzy record is pretty damn cool. And that guitar player, he was the producer. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know he was, I know he's a pop producer. Mm-hmm. He did Post Malone, but I didn't know he was a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And he actually did a good job. I thought it captured a lot of yeah. stuff that really Ozzy hasn't done, you know, in years. Yeah. You know? Zach so. Wilde, is, he's amazing and everything, but this album, this producer, the guitar playing that he did on the album made it... Uh, it was interesting. Um, it worked with the song. Yeah. And it was more rock and roll, um, mm-hmm. I guess a rock and roll style of leads, you know, pentatonic scale. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. It reminded me more standard. of Sabbath and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Because, yeah, Zach's fucking phenomenal, you know. But, um, but yeah, yeah no, it, was, it was a cool, it was kind of refreshing, I guess, you know, to hear It's a great like album. That. I have it in my car right now. Yeah. Because I still buy CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when your album comes out, because I have all the other ones in CDs. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I just like, dude. I just have a CD collection, dude, from A to Z. And I still, if I like a band, I will mm-hmm. buy the CD. That's cool. Now, we, and we all appreciate that, obviously. Yeah. Um, we're vinyl. We got vinyl. We're making vinyl for the new record, but we're making tapes, cassettes. I can't because, believe that shit's coming back. Because that's a thing now. I don't know how it's a thing, but it's awesome. <laughs> Great. I got two cars with tape players in it. Nice. So once I get the vet back running, we'll, uh, I'll be throwing in my own cassette into the <laughs> tape deck. Well, I seen, um, I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, but dude, there was a, there was a, a stack of cassette player boom boxes at Best Buy. No shit. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? I took a picture of it and I posted it because it's like cassettes, really? Yeah. So... I'm planning on buying um, one of those players. It's a, mm-hmm. a vinyl record player, right. cassette player, CD. You could plug in a Bluetooth, plug in your phone, MP3, whatever. All that into one stereo. Because uh, I'm cleaning out my garage because I'm moving, right? Dude, I got cassettes. I think I have uh, two hit creeper cassettes. Because um, I have everyone's You have the cassette. whole chrono- chronological Dude. order of... Uh... Yeah. I got System of a Down and Static X, uh, even the Corn. No shit, the one that, that early demo. Out. Yeah, I still have that. Yeah. And I'm, I hope it plays good because it's been in the garage all these years. I don't know if it was warped. Yeah. But that's a great demo. I, Those, I the corn it. songs are different on there. Oh, totally. And it's they like, sound damn. heavier. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I have all that shit. And so I do want to play my vinyls and, and all that shit. So you guys are... Uh, what record company are you guys with? Right now. Right now, we're putting this one. We did the last one through... Uh, Ellipson? Ellipson stuff. But this one, we decided we're just we're just putting out again ourselves, Bloody Bat Records. Okay. Um, so that's what the first two records were on. And um, yeah, we're just going to, you know, go out and... Because you can do it yourself nowadays, you know? Yeah. Obviously, but... And we... Since Sunflower Dead started, we kind of never really went with like... You know, everybody back in the day, you had to hear all that fucking A&R bullshit. And you guys got to sound like Nickelback next week. You got to sound like yeah. Nine Inch Nails. You know that shit. Yeah. Well, guess we're just, we make records and we tour. We make yeah. records and then we tour. And that's always been kind of the motto, you know, and and just do what makes just, you feel right. Just do you, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Just do you. you know, just do you. And if, if people like it, they like it. Yeah. You know? If they don't, there's other options. Totally. You know, but this I mean, is, I don't really have much, but <laughs> I never was one to, I mean, I never had a record deal or anything like mm-hmm. that, but my bands were like never into like having other people tell us what to do. Yeah. But it's like, 
if we did, maybe we would have got signed if we listened <laughs> yeah, back I, in the day. We were told to get rid of some people yeah. that was helping us out. I'm like, we're so loyal to people that got us to where we were, even as a local band at mm -hmm. that time. And we had people telling us, get rid of this dude, get rid of that, you don't need him. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, like back in the day, like, yeah, we were, if I knew now what I... Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, people told us to wear makeup and shit back then, you know? And we were just... Yeah. But you had Slipknot, you had Mudvayne, you had American Head Charge. We're like, fuck, dude, no, you know? Mushroom like, Head. Yeah, you know, Mushroom Head, too. It's like, fuck, no, we're like, it's saturated with that, and probably should have just done it. Probably would have been a totally different story, you yeah. know? Because um, Roadrunner was the shit that time, and... But, um... You know, it, it all comes around. And then this band, we started wearing makeup, you know? Yeah. And um, that was fun. That was fun for a while. Did like it. It was like putting on war paint every, every fucking time. Now, show. who came up with that to uh, start wearing makeup? You know, it was weird. Um, we all just kind of said, all right, we got to do something different. We're, we're listening to the music. Yeah. And we all kind of, the first day, the first photo shoot we did, the big thing was the black contacts. That really freaked, freaked everybody out. We had the whole big ass full scleras and shit and yeah and uh, you had that out before that band did oh yeah yeah we were rocking that <laughs> shit way before everybody but um then we showed up at the photo shoot we all kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do mm -hmm. and but no real plan and we had makeup artists come in and it's like all right, i want to do something like this and boom it just happened it was just so natural like everything with sunflower dead really was everything just was our it was organic, man. Yeah. It, just, it was real. It just happened. And it really did, though. It wasn't like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to do this. I would still throw it on every now and then just for shits and giggles, you know, but yeah, maybe on Halloween. But it's just so fucking dirty, like wearing that stuff. I, women, I appreciate <laughs> you. You guys put on that makeup. It's like, I can't get every that day. Stuff. Yeah, I can't get, I couldn't get that makeup off for days. And they and they put it on um, when they're driving to go to work. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got it down. Hey, I got pretty good, man. I was doing it in my bunk with like, like one mirror or not even a mirror. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll do my eyebrows. Did it ever itch? Yeah. I mean, like, cause you guys toured in the summer. Oh, dude. When it was, or what was it in Europe? <sighs> oh, Europe was the worst. Yeah, weren't you guys saying it was all sweat, like a oh, dude, sticky it was... humidity and talk about? I was like. Another one of the worst buses I've been on, like bad tour buses, no AC, these two crazy, one guy, I swear he was drunk the whole time, but he was the driver, yeah. this English guy, you know, the AC, it was a two level bus, the AC didn't work, it was 115 degrees in there, and uh, I got Jesus. sick, yeah, yeah, dude, it was nuts, so finally we got out in uh, Barcelona, and we were with Snot, and uh they decided, okay, we'll put you guys up in a hotel a couple days. We'll fix the AC. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. But they didn't fix the fucking AC. So two weeks into the tour, I think, or halfway through, we bolted. We left the bus drivers. We snuck all the gear out of the trailer in the middle, after a show wow. in Italy, in, in uh, Bologna. I almost got in a fight with the, uh, with the one driver. He, he's holding like a wrench. And I'm like, in full <laughs> makeup, right? Yeah. I look like one of the guys from like Clockwork Orange. I got my damn uh, fedora on too. I'm like, <laughs> he's picking on one of the, the merch guys, this skinny, poor German guy. He's like, he's like, you can't leave. He's like, I was like, oh, you want to mess with somebody? You come over here. You want... <laughs> he's like, then we could hear him call, calling the owners. They're like, oh no, man, we can't take these guys. There's like a couple of them are really big, man. <laughs> it's like, so they let us go. And we had sprinters for the rest of the tour. That did have air conditioning. But so you, were, were you sharing the bus with Snot uh, at we the time? Yeah, we shared the bus with Snot, and then we had two sprinters for the rest of the tour. And it was like Europe during a heat wave. So, I mean, it was just like... See, I can't soupy. I can't handle that. I don't know how you guys did that with the makeup. Uh, it was, it was and then your clothes. And your clothes. I mean, and then wearing, you know, like kind of stage outfits, man. That yeah. shit. You got to like spray that shit with vodka or something to That's kill. That's what I'm saying, because you guys... It wasn't short, short sleeves or tanks. No, it was like full it was on. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy stuff. And in the makeup and in the heat. I don't know how you guys did that. The worst, I still think the worst was, um, it was in Florida. I think it was like Tampa or something. And it must have been like 90 degrees and 120% humidity, humidity. And you're just like, oh my. I just, I would literally soak the jacket in water before I put it on. 
and then just go up in a wet jacket. You know, wow. couldn't really tell, but yeah, it kind of kept you cool. You know, it was like it was brutal, brutal that stuff. Road stories. Oh yeah, oh, nasty stuff. See, stuff like that would be better. Like if it was winter time, then you have you're all covered up. You nah, know, because because <laughs> you're so sweaty. We were in Colorado, and, and who did we play? We were playing with in this moment. I think it was at the Black Sheep, and man, oh, it was freaking freezing. I got my hair was freezing to my face, getting stuck in the makeup. Oh and, shit! You know, helping carting the gear out the door, and like there was no. A lot of clubs still don't have like standing room spots for the gear. You know that uh, once you're off stage, it goes right outside. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking freezing, man. You know, so it's like. I guess the perfect time to tour really is like spring three three <laughs> weeks in October and then like yeah pretty much three weeks in May so that's it yeah because snow sucks you know driving in snow sucks and so you guys uh, toured a lot um, yep. and you guys toured with Hell Yeah a couple of times right yeah definitely I think we did like three four different versions with Hell Yeah, yeah of tours and, you know awesome Pantera bands. is one of my favorite bands as totally as, as is a lot of people. Definitely. And so the world needs more Pantera, and dude, it's just it's just to me the the best one of the best sounding drums recorded is from Vinnie Paul, definitely, and then one of the best recorded guitar tones is from Dimebag, right? Definitely, and they're both gone. So during that time when you were on tour with Hell Yeah, how's how is it hanging out with Vinnie and all that? You guys, it was great, man. Got to hang out, right? Yeah, mm. no, we did, and. Um... It's funny. I, I remember one show because all the that's like a family. That that whole hell yeah crew, you know, from from the roadies to you know, TMs and mm-hmm. everybody. It's just like you know a family, and, and we got to know those, all those guys really well. And um, shit, one time we we showed up, and you know we had awful trouble with our trailers and our oh, yeah. tires Flat and RVs tires. blowing up <laughs> and shit flying out of the damn RV and going to have to pick it up and turn around. And we barely made it to this one gig, and yeah. P. King and uh, uh, Vinny's drum tech and stuff. Man, they helped us roll in everything. Like we literally just made the show. Like, and um, so after the show, we're sitting there, and we always brought a grill, and mounted a yeah. grill on the uh, trailer. And Vinny comes up, and he's like, "Hey, man, grilling up some burgers." And I go, <laughs> "Yeah, you hungry? You want burgers?" He's like, "Now nah, I'm good, man. I got to play, but I'm throwing down a couple days. Make sure you come." And man, he would always throw down mm-hmm. you do cook up some stuff he had big ass barbecues he's just a nice dude man you know and awesome drummer you know yeah. first time we toured with him i was with my buddy and we're behind him in new mexico watching him and just watching his feet and just yeah. how he did shit man motherfucker grooved like nobody else you know and, and that's why i loved him he grew yeah you know I never, I never met him or anything like that. But from everyone that I know that's met him, it's like one of the the, the two of them, Gabbett yeah. brothers. Yeah, the coolest people in rock and roll. Yeah, unfortunately, I, ne- I never got to meet Dime, but that's what everybody says. And yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, just just two guys I didn't get to meet, and they're like, you know, they're awesome. Yeah. But like, yeah, I hear he's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Have you gone to a strip club in Texas? Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, that was that was crazy. That was crazy because it was BYOB too back then. I don't know if it still is, but oh my god, don't <laughs> <laughs> boobs and beer and and we're not you know it was just like, whoo. Yeah, what city was that in? The uh... I think it was in Dallas, like outside Dallas or something. Okay, I was I was a while back. I was drunk when I got there, and then I was really drunk by the time I left. Yeah, because that's the thing that he you know invited friends. Yeah, to the strip club. I think it was us. And then I want to say Five Finger was there too. I don't know if some of the guys rolled with us when we went there, you know, because yeah. somehow we got rides there or something because we were on that the Droid Tour bus. And uh, but that was fun. But his place was nice. It was a little more upscale. The last strip joint I went to is <laughs> Uncle Buck's Booby Bungalow. I think it was in Alabama. That was something else. Biscuits and gravy. I got the T-shirt. You'd like it. You really? Yeah. You dip the biscuits and gravy and throw them at the girls. And oh, Are you yeah. serious? Oh, dude, this was amazing. <laughs> we got there like a day early or something, and we're at this hotel, and apparently there's two strip joints right up the street, and we're like, all right, let's go for a little walk, you yeah. know. And me and my uh, 
tour manager, uh, my tour advisor, as he likes to say. Yeah. Uh, Tim, we were like, yeah, let's go, fuck it. You know, we ain't got nothing to do for a couple of days. And we just went from one to the other, back and forth. And it was interesting. They had uh, uh, goldfish racing. So the girls, they put like a goldfish in a tube and like blow it back and forth to each other and stuff. And it was... But that was in Alabama? Oh, it was Alabama. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and you can imagine, yes, some of that was, uh, you know, there was some meth around there. Never been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah well. <laughs> it's only like, it's stereotypical when you say Alabama, right? Well, <laughs> With all that, the crazy it, shit. that part it was, I'd, I'd say. But now that was yeah. definitely, it was worth buying the t-shirt. I definitely approve. <laughs> yeah, souvenir, right? Yeah, biscuits and gravy, man. Another tourist stop. <laughs> so, um... That's cool. And um, so the album's coming out again at uh, the beginning of the year. Yep. 2022. And then uh, you guys are going to be uh, releasing singles here and there. Yeah, there's going to be singles dropping all along the way, lyric videos and, uh, you know, visualizer stuff. So you got to check in. got to check in on Facebook and Instagram and sunflowerdead.com to catch all that stuff. Yeah. And you guys got merch for sale? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to have a new merch store opening up soon. We got some badass designs. Uh, we, we leaked a couple of them out there already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really good new shit. And you guys will be stoked. So, And we're doing meet and greets. Make sure come to the meet and greets because you'll get to hear the record. We will, you know, you'll get a signed autograph poster. It's a different one than we got up on the website right now. And, uh, you know, we're going to... Hang out. So the meet and greets, how's that going to work? You just, every night there's a group of... Yeah, uh, we normally do it earlier, you know, before... Oh, before the show? Yeah, before doors. And uh, depending, maybe we'll set up tents outside and shit. And, uh, you know, blast radios, you know, big, like it's a big boom box. It won't be on cassette, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, so we'll play the record for everybody. Um, get to hang out. Maybe I'll bring some donuts or something. You know, nice. Yeah, you know, you take pictures know. and hang out. Yeah, and, uh, definitely take pictures. Listen to the new album. Yeah, that way we get to actually hang out with the fans and the full album. Yeah, yeah, we'll play the full record for everybody. You know, it's like let's figure we'll have the time. So nice. But uh, yeah, and it's fun. You know, and that money, you know, it does. It goes right to the bands. And honestly, with the price of gas, the way that's going, you know. We're, it's hard to get around nowadays. So, you know, we do this out of love and stuff, you know. Yeah. We're, not, we're not millionaires, you know. But uh, we're out there hustling, so it, it helps. So when you guys do buy that stuff, it really means a lot to us, you know. Yeah, when, when uh, that's why, like I told you earlier, I buy, when a band that comes out with a CD that I like, mm-hmm. I go buy it. Yeah. Now I have to go to Amazon to buy it because I used to go to Best Buy. Yeah. Um, and they, they got mom and papa stores, mom and pop uh, record stores yeah. out it, there. If they but, survived COVID, though. Well, I, they're still Bonnick Records in Buena Park. Oh, it's still there? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but I try to support them, though, dude, but I'm not going to pay 14 to $16, 15 mm-hmm. bucks for a CD. Man, you used to pay that back in the day. <sighs> no, I just get it fucking <laughs> 10 bucks yeah. on Amazon, free yeah, delivery, you, you know. But when I do buy merch, I just go to the band's website. Yeah. Like, for example, I buy Slayer merch. Go mm-hmm. to their website, dude, because I got Slayer t-shirts for $10, free shipping, because you got to get, like, a special. Yeah, or yeah. When they have specials and when they have sales going on, yeah. go directly to the band. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how we get around, because, you know, uh, streaming money ain't really, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Let me get a penny on that one. Yeah. Thanks. That has to change. Yeah, you know, you hope hope it will, you know. But, well, it um, did change a couple of years ago. For I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, felt the effect of it. Um, you know, the last president signed mm-hmm. something to where streaming services should be paying more to the artist. Yeah. And so I don't know. Have you guys felt? I mean, it's been a little weird because we were we were on a label last time, so and um, so I obviously get some of that. Um, yeah. Uh, but. You know, we still see it. And then this record, we, we should definitely see it. But even I think Jimmy Page was out there saying, you got, it's like this, yeah. you know, Led Zeppelin, up the damn money. It's yeah. Like everybody's streaming everything, not buying anything anymore. He's just like, I want mine. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. it's just, I don't know how people are making money. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, back it's, in the day, it was record sales. Yeah. You know, um, there's still people, I guess you could sell a lot of records or CDs. 
at the shows. Yeah. Yeah, but you I mean, guys do pretty good with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, merch always does good, you know, but it really is. I mean, it's about playing live, you know. I mean, basically, uh, you know, don't sit at home. Now now everybody needs to get out. So go yeah. and watch the bands, you know. Yeah. Go check everybody out. Just do that and buy, you know, save your money, you know. Don't exactly. buy that extra Jack Daniels and Coke, yeah. you know. <laughs> or the fucking Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save up, you know. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, because it really is. It's it's the difference of music not being there, you know. It's like so many people lost their jobs and like the crew oh, guys. Yeah. Oh my god, man. I mean, those are guys that work for a fucking living and they hustle their ass off. So you gotta go out and support the bands because they're, you know, supporting that stuff. But it's nice to see people out playing now. So Yeah. I went to go see uh, you know, Keith. Yeah. Twenty Dead. I mm-hmm. saw him, uh, his band Radio Drone at Old World last Friday. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It was like, I just saw the post. I'm like, oh, that's tonight. Okay. <laughs> let me get, yeah, let me get off work. And, and I'll, post. you know, it was, it was early, 630. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he flew in from Michigan to, to play the show and then flew back. Right on. And so I was like, I got to support this. The next day, my, my little cousin, you know, plays with the School of Rock or Rock Stars of Tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah. Education program, whatever. Went to see that. And I was like, man, that, that's two days in a row. Seeing live music, yeah. It's like, oh, and so it's like, the next show I think that I'm going to be going to uh, that uh, in this moment, Blackville mm-hmm. Brides and Dead. Oh, cool. And Raven, Raven, Raven Black. Yeah, yeah. We toured with Raven Black. We toured with in this moment. In this moment's rad too. Yeah, we played with Raven Black with you guys. Sunfire oh, yeah. Dead, Anger of the Giant. Where was that? That was that Tiki Bar. Tiki. And that was with Core Ten. Yeah. That we. That was a good night. Oh yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah, a lot of people. Fun. But uh yeah. yeah. That should be that should be a good show. In this moment always puts on a good show. Yeah. And I like all those guys, rad dudes. Yeah, it's just going to be good. I don't know if I'm going to see it here or in Arizona cuz it's right around the time I'm going to be moving. Uh-huh. That tour. But uh yeah, I like that band Dead. They're from Arizona. Yeah. And um that's going to be a good show, but I don't know what do you think about the big the big concerts, the big festivals like the Corn and System of a Down. That's back on, and I yeah. think that's this summer. I think so. Um, yeah. With Helmet and who else? It, it's supposed to be at that big stadium in L.A. Um, okay. The soccer stadium. Mm. What is it? Bank of California? Something like that. But what do you think about the big shows coming back with I the COVID? It. I love it. I, I don't care. You know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If it's yeah. the law, wear the mask. If it's not, don't wear the mask. I, I don't care. Yeah. One way or the other. Just... I want to go out, see some music, hear some music, and just have some fun, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, long as So I'm, you're playing festivals, you said, right? Yeah, we're doing Metal in the Mountains. There might be more coming, too, but... Um, Where is that at? I think it's in, uh, I want to say West Virginia. Um, I'm, so, I'm so bad with everything. Mike's going to be yelling at Well, it's at a festival. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a festival. Check, just go the, check the website. And then yeah. go to the merch section and pre-order all the cool shit. Yeah. But, buy a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> buy a t-shirt. Buy the record. You can pre-order the single. Um, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Sell. All that neat stuff. Sell this shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's great, man. Like I said, it, and I know so many crew guys that weren't working during that time. Mm-hmm. That it's like, for them... It's awesome. I love it. Lighting yeah. guys, sound guys, you know. It's like, fuck yeah. Get, let everybody get back to work and start making music again. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. And can't I can wait. turn up my rig. Nice. The heavy, brutal sounds. Well, I want to thank you very much for doing uh, my podcast. No problem, um, babe. You did a little bit of the podcast uh, uh, tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. yeah. That was the last show of 2020. And this is just my second show of this year. Awesome. But um, yeah, so go to sunflowerdead.com, uh, sunflowerdead, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Yeah, we're on all of it. And then uh, buy some of the stuff. And then um, hopefully I get to play a song. I don't know if you guys have you know issues about playing a song, but you can let me know. And then we'll bust out one of these songs because it's fucking heavy. It's the heaviest I've heard, Sunflower Dead. And I have all Thanks, the records, man. so yeah. I'm actually listed on one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Well, thanks a lot. And then um, 
Everyone go see Sunflower Dead and get the new album. Right on, guys. Peace. Peace. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 20 of All Things Guitars and Music. You can reach us on Instagram at All Things Guitars and Music and on our website at VaporGuitars.com. V-A-Y-P-E-R Guitars.com. Until next time, thank you.